Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Father, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for another Easter where you blessed us, Lord. And we ask, Lord, that you guide us, speak to our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you may be seated. Are you glad to be here this morning? All right, turn with me to Revelation chapter 5. The title of my Easter message this morning is, It isn't easy, but it's worth it. It isn't easy, but it's worth it. Amen. Or you could also say, it wasn't easy, but it was worth it. But for us, it isn't easy, but it is worth it. Revelation chapter 5, and we want to read from verse number 8. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of saints. And they sang a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation and has made us unto our God kings and priests and we shall reign on earth. Amen. Amen. And I beheld, verse 11, the, and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beasts and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. How many want power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing? Hallelujah. Let us pray. Holy Spirit, we welcome you to have your way this morning. Lead us. Let your will be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, this is another Easter Sunday morning and we are really glad, uh, grateful to God for what he has done in our lives um, seven years ago, we came to this church building, and uh, in seven years, the Lord has done many wonderful things for us. Hallelujah. Uh, we, we have grown from a single church to over 120 uh, different churches in 20 different countries. Amen. And the Lord has blessed us and given us a message and a voice in the land. And so we thank the Lord. It was, it was an Easter Sunday when we had our very first Sunday in this place. 
So Easter Sunday is always sort of like an anniversary. Today is, and Easter usually marks, you know, something um, good for us. Hallelujah. And then also, two years ago, uh, also on an Easter Sunday, we possessed the car park, which is legally ours because we signed an agreement with the government through their agency, AMA. Uh, and so we possessed the car park. And then you know the story that continued after that. We were attacked. Our walls were broken by um, external forces. <laughs> external factors and uh, my office was bombed and bent down the, the, the suit and the blackening on the wall is still there for you to see um, and we were attacked our cars were vandalized our members were hurt uh, we are still waiting to hear from the government on that uh, they finished, they had a committee, they set up a committee to look into that and we are, uh, the committee finished their work well over a year ago and we are still here. But we thank the Lord that in spite of all these persecutions, uh, it is worth serving the Lord. Amen. Amen. Alright, it's worth serving the Lord. So, today I want to uh, share with you just a little thought on this Easter Sunday that it isn't easy to serve the Lord but it's worth it oh you didn't even say amen. amen I said it isn't easy but it's worth it amen. amen it wasn't easy but it was worth it for the Lord it wasn't easy standing up for the Lord Jesus against political pressure if you look in Luke chapter 23, you will see uh, the political... You see, any ministry that becomes um, prominent enough to have a voice in the land that begins to affect a certain number of people begins to threaten the political powers that be. Do you understand? So if you look in Luke chapter 23, verse 1, the whole multitude of them rose and led him unto Pilate, who was the political leader of the day. And they began to accuse him, saying, We found this fellow perverting the nation and forbidding to give tribute to Caesar, saying that he himself is Christ a king. Amen. And Pilate asked him, saying, Are thou the king of the Jews? And he answered him and, and said, Thou sayest it. And uh, Pilate said to the chief priests and to the people, I find no fault in this man. Now, I just want, I just want you to notice something, that any ministry which becomes uh, relevant, and of course there are many ministries that are relevant, but it, it, becomes, it grows in, its, in the extent of its influence, in the extent of... Um, how far it's reaching to people begins to threaten political leaders. Why? Because you see, the, when the ministry grows, the pastor, although not a politician, now has influence over a lot of people. You see, and politics is about votes. 
when it's democratic and it is about how many people you are influencing or controlling or how many people listen to you and so when people have when a ministry gets to a certain point you realize that it begins to threaten the very political leaders of the day and so you find that Christ's ministry got to the point where you know they were now accusing him of um, what what did they say spoiling the country misleading the people and forbidding to pay taxes and saying that he himself is Christ a king all right now just as our church has been through whatever we've been accused of uh, almost everything that you can be accused of dealing with cocaine printing money uh, we were accused of um, being a political not even being a political group, but we're accused of supporting the opposition and there's nothing wrong if I personally support the opposition because I'm entitled to my opinion I don't support the opposition and I do not support the government anymore I used to support the government but I don't support them anymore I am against people who break walls and break hotels and break houses of people amen all right so I am saying it very very clearly I do not and neither do I support the MPP and you can find and I've talked to some of these politicians I tell them look don't waste your time on me at all people have approached me I say man don't waste your time I don't support you. you are all hypocrites because when our walls were broken no politician of any kind the NPP people also said that if we come here and we talk about this thing it's going to go against us so they didn't so it's all the same it's the same thing all right so like Christ was well, they're trying to make you into a political but our church is not a political party but we threaten them by our very existence and this is something that you must realize it is not because they are we are doing anything we are doing anything wrong or right but just the existence of the crowds and the thousands of members amen who uh, who uh, are as it were in support of, of the ministry and so on it threatens them they and so that is why they use that and they told Pilate that hey you know this guy he's rather saying he's a king because Pilate and co were in charge and now you're saying that there is another king who is trying to threaten you you know and those are how they peddle stories and they go around saying things uh, to people and so on about uh, whatever uh, to, to create lies and so on but I want to say that you know it is it is worth standing up for what you believe yeah. Yeah. amen yeah. Uh, it, it's not it's not easy but it's worth it amen it's not easy but it's worth it because people respect you more after you've been able to stand for what you believe when they asked jesus uh are you the king of the jews and are you this and are you that he didn't say oh please all those things that they say i beg you it's not true i'm on your side and this no he said what you are saying is it that's it and, and at the point he was so quiet Pilate asked him do you not know that i have power to set you free or to and after talking to me they couldn't find anything wrong with him so ladies and gentlemen I want to let you know that it's worth standing up for what you believe all right and even even in my stance I've always said things like you know when it comes to 
uh, politics, I've always looked, I said, you see the roads that are being built, electricity that is being sent, television, this, that, all these things, I have commended them. I've stood for them. I've said boldly, this is what I believe. I've said before, and I don't want to go into all those things today, that, man, you see these people, I think that, so far, that is one of the best governments that we have had. I've said it before, but I've also said they have a very dark side to their, to their, to their existence. And I'm entitled to my opinion. And, and if you are on one side, don't, don't, some people don't want you to say anything good about this or anything bad about that or anything good about that. But let me tell you something. You become more respected when you are able to stand for what you believe. Amen. So it's, it's worth standing for something rather than belonging to nothing. When this government goes, you watch and see. One day, I don't know when. But when these people are no longer there, you'll find people who are in their midst now will stand up and say, you know, these people, they were this and they were that, but we couldn't say anything. That is why we were there. We just wanted to, you know, not let anything bad happen, and we were just there. What are all these sycophants and hypocrites? Stand up for what you believe. Amen. Believe in something. It's worth believing in something. You know why President Rollins had followers when he did a coup in 1979? When Rollins did a coup in 1979, he was a 29 or 30-year-old man without any experience education what have you but he had people following because he stood in court and said that i am the one who did the coup leave all the boys and he stood there and he said i am the one this is why i did it because you are vampires you are drinking the blood of the nation this this that he stood and when people see someone who can stand for what he believes in immediately gathers a following but somebody who doesn't believe in anything nobody wants to nobody respects you 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 are seen eventually as a hypocrite all right so i'm saying to you today that it may not be it may not be easy but it's worth it at the end of the day when christ stood for what he believed what he said he stood up he preached his word they changed it into different things they said he would break the temple they said he was a political leader he stood for it but at the end we read in revelation chapter 5 that you are worthy to receive power you are worthy to receive honor you are worthy to receive blessing you are worthy because 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 you went as far as you did you believed to the end you stood for what you believe you were slain for what you believe and therefore you are worthy. if you don't want to stand for Christ and for what is right you are not worthy to receive the crown and the glory if you are not ready to stand for what you believe some of you people don't even know that you are christians at your workplace people don't even know which church you belong to if you are not ready to stand and say yes that is my church this is my god this is what i believe in this is what i say then you are not worthy to receive whatever crown or glory that is destined for you amen so today i am sharing with you that it wasn't easy it wasn't easy it is not easy but it's worth it amen it's worth it it wasn't easy for christ number two to forgive but on the cross he's he said out loud enough at least for everybody to hear in luke chapter 23 and verse 24 oh i have a wrong verse it wasn't easy to forgive uh, verse 34 sorry and then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they parted his raiment and cast lots. So, first of all, it wasn't easy to stand up against political 
pressure. Amen. It is not easy to stand for what you believe. And you see, as I am in my position now, somebody say, just be quiet. Don't talk about anything. But I will stand boldly and I will tell you that I am against people who break walls, who break down buildings, who arrest people, who murder people, and who do those things. That is what I believe in. And I'm standing up and I'm saying that is what I believe in. Take it or leave it. If you like it, if you don't like it. You want, you, you, we have a right to our opinion under the democratic rule. Amen. So I am telling you these things because I want you to know the stand that every Christian must take. You must take a stand for what you believe in. You can believe in whatever. There are NBC activists sitting in front here. There are NPP members. I know all of you. I know at least some of you. They are all here. But I'm just telling you, I'm saying all these things for you to know that we, are, we believe in what we believe and we are entitled to our opinion. And the fact that we have an opinion does not mean that we should be intimidated. Amen. Amen. Number two, it was not easy for Christ to forgive, but he forgave. Now, I want to say this to the whole country, if the whole country will hear it, that our nation needs reconciliation and forgiveness. You see, many of us are young. Many of us, from the time that we were four or five years old, six years, seven years old, the only leader we've ever known are the leader that we have today. But as the years have gone by, many people have been aggrieved and have been hurt. And I want to say that it may not be easy for us to forgive, but we need to work on that thing. Like some political leaders have been saying, if there is one thing that we need in our nation, just as Nelson Mandela came along with a message and said, look, it is not going to be easy to deal with these white people. When you go to South Africa and you see the state of the black people and you see how they have been made into servants, trained servants, general professional servants, everything is, every servant is a black person and every boss is a white man even now you realize that it's it's not easy not only in that way but they were oppressed arrested maltreated murdered and so on and so forth and just as we had that in that nation i am also adding my voice amen to whatever it may mean that it will not be easy as a nation to forgive but we have to forgive we as a church we are ready to forgive all those who broke our walls i mean we have realized that in spite of all those things god has blessed us amen we we know that we are blessed the walls whether they, they break it they can take the car park i've said it to them they, we offered them we told them look take the car park take everything we build our wall here the whole car park go no problem whatever they want it but they are not doing it take it we offered them our hostel we said take our hostel what do you want from us take i offered them this message take that building we gave everything to them but still you see, they, they, they know that it is not fair because we build that toilet for them and we say, have this place, uh, give us this place in exchange. That was a deal, 100 and something million CDs. We paid for it. You know? And it's sad to say, you church members, you must know what is happening so that you don't stand somewhere and say, hey, the bishop, you should take his time because of this and that. If you believe in me, stay in the church. If you don't believe in it, go to another church. It's very simple. Amen. But don't stay in the church and stop rubbish of things you don't understand. Amen. Are you listening to me today? And I'm saying, I'm adding my voice to say that I believe that somebody may hear me speak and say, hey, man, the guy, he's really bored. No, I'm not bored. I have the ability to forgive and I have forgiven. All that we are saying as a nation is that, or as a people is that we must forgive. And even those of us who have been hurt personally, we have felt it. We are saying that we are forgiving. 
and we are calling on everybody also to forgive otherwise otherwise what I heard a white man saying some years ago will happen that white man was telling me he said I lived in um, this country um, Congo Kabila's country. He said I lived there for 20 years he said that the people of Congo what is that country called Zaire he said the people of Zaire are just like Ghanaians very nice peaceful people he said to me I live there and he said to me that the feeling that I have in Ghana is the feeling that I had in Zaire it's like there's peace but when Mobutu was there it's like but there's something under it's like there's some dissatisfaction in the system it's going on gently under the system you can feel it it's not open but it is there and he said that is the uneasiness he has I sat by him on a plane and he was telling me and when somebody is talking from experience to you got to listen and so what we are saying is that let there, there can be love and forgiveness. You know, when people are hurt, there's always somebody who decides to forgive first. Yes. And when that person forgives, that is the end of the trouble. Yes. How many know that that, is, that marks the end? So I believe that people have been killed, people have disappeared. We can go into all those things. But there can mark an end, amen, to all these things. Like somebody said, if he has to run away with his bag, even from here to circle, he cannot be a refugee. Amen. How many can be refugees if you have to run away? It's better for us to forgive than to have a war and than for us to have a civil war. So it may not be easy to forgive, but it's worth it. It's better. It's better for you. It's better for me. It's better for all of us. It's the better option. Because the other option, man, you wouldn't like it. Thank God that Christ forgave us. Man, if he had not forgiven us on the cross. And somebody says that guns are Israelis. Guns are from Israel. You know that. Are you from Israel? All right. So if we are from Israel, because my, my father is a gun, I'm also a gun. If we are from Israel, perhaps if Christ had looked and said, Father, don't forgive these people, maybe it would have affected me. Because we are from Israel. It's not easy, but it's worth it. Amen. I said it's not easy, but it's worth it. Hallelujah. Amen. So I am adding my voice to preach peace. Amen. Amen. How many want peace? Forgiveness. Amen. So those of you who are on this side or on that side, I believe that we can have peace if we can accept. And I, I want to say that forgiveness, let it even be unconditional. You see, because when we say, on condition that you repent, some people don't know how to say sorry. Some people who don't know how to stand up and say, look, I've done something wrong. I mean, there are a lot of people like that. They will, you talk and they will never say, admit. In fact, in some husbands and wives, there are some husbands or some wives, they will never say sorry. And because of that, quarrels never end. So you decide, leave it. Amen leave it so i'm adding my voice to say that it's not easy but it's worth it ghana we must forgive husband it's not easy to forgive your wife but it's worth forgiving christ didn't find it easy but it was worth it amen and finally it was not easy to obey god but at the end of the day it's worth it amen ladies and gentlemen Whenever you take a decision to obey God, 
God blesses you. It's not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy. It wasn't easy for Christ to steady himself. In fact, Jesus really prayed about, Lord, if it's possible, take this cup. It wasn't easy. But he controlled himself. I said he controlled himself. And he went to the cross. And on the third day, when he rose up from the dead, man, man, it was worth it for him. It was worth it for us. And it was worth it for those who believed in him. Those who did not believe in him, the Judases and so on, you will find out that they were very sad. They wished they had believed. They wished they had stood with Christ. It's not easy, but it's worth it. How many are deciding today to serve the Lord, even though it's not, it may not be easy? How many have found that sometimes it's not easy to obey God? It's not easy sometimes to forgive. Is that not so? It's not easy to stand against pressure of the people, of pressure of things, but it's worth it. At the end of the day lift your hand and thank the lord that it's worth serving the lord living for him and obeying him father we thank you in the name of jesus father we thank you in the name of jesus we ask you to bless us heal our hearts lord as you rose from the dead and suddenly all your sacrifice and everything you did to obey the lord became worthwhile we ask that you give us the strength to go forward and to do what we must do in Jesus' name. Can we all stand to our feet, please, as we close? Father, as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, we thank you for your presence here. With every eye closed, every head bowed, if you want to give your life to Jesus this morning, I want you to raise up your right hand. Raise up your right hand, and I'm going to pray with you. Pastor, pray with me. On this Easter Sunday morning, I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. Give my life to Jesus Christ. Lift up your right hand. Lift up your right. God bless you. God bless you. We want to give your life to Jesus. He died for you and he rose from the dead. This morning is a good morning to give your life to him. God bless you. Come to the front if you've lifted up your hands. We want to give your life to Christ this morning. All right. Please go with our pastor this way and he's going to take you out. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.